crazy. You look like you got something on your mind. Yeah, I've just spent the last four hours contemplating whether, in the word sent, the letter S or C is the silent letter. Well, that's a pretty fascinating thought. Do you want to talk about it? Well, I'd rather speak to a linguistics expert, but in the meantime, I guess he'll be... Acceptable company. Hello! Hey everybody, welcome back. It's good to be here. Good to be talking to you again, Z. You too, Matt. I have an interesting fact for you. Okay, I'm ready. Did you know a group of lady beetles is called a loveliness? Ooh, no, I didn't know that. A loveliness of lady beetles? That's cute. I, I like, like that. I like it. Um, someone told me this the other day and it got me thinking about collective nouns in general. Mm-hmm. How do you feel on your collective noun knowledge? I would say I'm slightly above average. Because I have a quiz for you. I have a number of collective nouns, um, and I'd like you to try and tell me which animal groups they belong to. Okay, I'm excited. I love quizzes. I'm ready. Okay. The first one I have is a cackle. Hmm. Oh, kookaburras. No, pretty close. The, the animal does laugh. It's it's an African animal. Oh, hyenas. Okay, okay. Is it? Yeah, you're right. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. You're right. Okay, how about a raft? I have no idea. Based on the word, I'll say like sea turtles pretty close they're, oh. they're, they're an aquatic mammal but they're not like seals oh pretty close walruses also pretty close <laughs> otters otters okay interesting okay i got a pretty easy one a murder crows yeah <laughs> okay a wake as in a, a funeral wake is that a clue the funeral bit uh yeah kind of i suppose it is a clue bats no <laughs> pretty good uh, it is a, a wake of, of vultures. Oh, that makes sense. See, those collective nouns that you're sharing with me make a lot of sense, but there are some out there that just are random. Well, from what I've learned, there are there are multiple collective nouns for certain things. So I'm only going with real interesting ones. How about a walk? It's a tiny little creature. You may find them in your garden. Got shells. Uh, snails? Snails. Aww. A walk of snails. Cute. Isn't that pretty cute? You may have heard of this one. Mm. A parliament. Owls. Yes. An ambush. I do know this one, but it's not coming to me. Tigers. Oh, okay. That's not what I would have thought. Oh, you're thinking? I thought tigers would be more like, what are cats like? A pack or a mob. Yeah, yeah. Actually, cats have interesting ones as well. One of a collective noun for cats is a glaring of cats. Mm. Um, Or you may have heard of a clouder of cats. I think that's the most Clouder? No. No? I've not heard of that one. Okay. My favorite ones, if you're not going to mention them in your list, maybe I can just give you a quick quiz now. Go ahead. My favorite one is an unkindness Oh, oh hang on. I know this one. Unkindness of ravens. Yes. Excellent. Good work. And there's another one that I like. A smack of... A smack of... I don't know. It's underwater. A smack of dolphins. <laughs> Jellyfish. A smack of jellyfish. Mm. What a jellyfish smacking. Okay, how about all that junk in that a- trunk? <laughs> <laughs> a memory. I really like that one. Elephants. Elephants. Yeah. Is it really? Ah, oh, yes, it I, is. I would have thought actually a herd, but that's probably one of their secondary. Yeah, there's, there's a few nouns. Yeah. I, like like I said, each one is kind of associated with a few. Uh, a rumba. You're probably not going to guess this one. It's a type of snake. A uh, rattlesnake. Yes, it's oh. a rattlesnake. Well, well, that makes you, sense. They're like maracas. Why did you, why did, why did you think, yeah, a rumor of rattlesnakes? <laughs> See, I don't know how official some of these are. 
but pretty good. How about a stubbornness? Hmm, what do I associate with stubbornness? Like a sloth? No. It's a creature in Africa, mm-hmm. similar to an elephant. Rhino? Yeah. Oh. Stubbornness of rhinoceroses. Rhinoceroses or rhinoceri? Rhin- rhinos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Swift save. A harem. Is it like a feminine type creature? No, I wouldn't associate it with feminine femininity, but you have mentioned them before in this conversation. Oh. It's an aquatic species. Seals? Yeah. Oh. A harem of seals. Interesting. Okay, you might know this one. It's an Aussie animal, a mob. It actually refers to a kangaroo and an emu. Yes, because we are lazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do you know what a group of bees is called? A hive? No, that's the actual I thought maybe like thing. a hive mind that might just be called. It's a random one. It's a bike. A bike of bees. A bike of bees. Why? I don't know. This, this is the thing. Who comes up with this? Like, is it a group of scientists that sit around and just come up with random things? Who's who? I think that's the best job ever, though. Like, no one questions it. Even if it's random, it's like, oh, that's just the official name for it. Imagine being like, okay, I'm in charge of naming this group of animals, and it's going to be a paradox of an umbrella, eagles. An umbrella of a paradox yeah. of eagles. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, no one's spell checking this particular thing. They're just, yeah. someone's just coming up with a name and it's just sticking. Yeah, exactly. This one's really nice. A kaleidoscope. That is a nice name. Kaleidoscope. Dragonflies. Very close. Ooh. Very close. It, it is an insect, uh, particularly more pretty insect. Butterfly. Butterflies. Oh, that's a kaleidoscope nice. of butterflies. Uh, this one's pretty cute. A wisdom. For some reason, I would have thought owl, but obviously we've done that one. It's another Aussie animal. Wombats. Not- yeah. Oh. How do you know that? No, I just put the W together. Ah. <laughs> a wisdom of wombats. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if they, they come up with like like terms that sound good together. Yeah. Well, did you know uh, a group of flamingos? Do you know what that is? Flamboyance. Yeah. Flamboyance <laughs> of flamingos. I guess that oh, one you? because of the clue you gave me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about a shiver? Sharks. Oh, you, you knew that one or you just guessed? No, I knew it. That's so cool. Okay, this one's a cool one. Another one for cats, apparently. A destruction, even though I just mm. get a destruction of cats. A barrel. Bulls. No, a barrel of monkeys. Ooh. Oh, and there's a game. There's a game called A Barrel of Monkeys. There is. How do you play barrels? You have to, it's I, like um, these plastic monkeys with curved arms and they hook into each other and you have to try and like make a really long chain of, of monkeys, monkeys, but they're in a barrel. <laughs> what came first, the collective noun or the game? Oh, definitely the collective noun. Okay. This is my, <laughs> this is my final one. Okay. A dazzle. Dazzle. The clue I'm going to give you mm. is the Z in dazzle has something to do with the animal. The animal starts with a Z oh, as well. Oh, zebras. Yeah. Oh. A dazzle of zebra. That's fun. They're fun names. They're pretty good at collective nouns. No, I, I would say I've definitely failed that test. But I think you did okay. And I feel like some of those weren't the most common collective nouns for these animals as well. Mm. Do you have a favorite collective noun? Unkindness of ravens. That's a really cool one. How about you? What's your favorite? I kind of like the um the rumba of rattlesnakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can just Im- I I hate rattlesnakes as you know, but like I can just imagine them doing like a samba. Uh, okay, well, thanks for playing my quiz game. Oh, thanks for uh, organizing. It was fun. So, Matt, si. one thing I love about Spotify is how they have a playlist for everything, every scenario, every mood. Do you feel the same or? I I do like Spotify. I made the plunge of purchasing Spotify 
And I realized how, what a fool I'd been all my life for thinking that paying however much Spotify is, $1.50 a month or something. I think it's like $11 a month, isn't it? Is it? I think so. No wonder I'm going broke. But I haven't really delved into the pre-made playlists much. They're amazing. Like literally any mood. You can be like cooking pancakes and there's a playlist for it. Or like just got dumped by my ex again or something like really obscure and there's a playlist for it. Well, from what I understand, people make, people created playlists, right? Correct. There are Spotify pre-made ones, which also have specific moods like dinner with friends or chilling at home. So they're like Spotify pre-made playlists, but people also create playlists. How I use Spotify, just, mm. just a, I just look up songs I like and I like them. And then I just play my like songs playlist. Mm. The problem with this is that the mood's all over the place. It's embarrassing sometimes because there's really personal songs on there. You could be like listening to it in the car with somebody, then suddenly some anime intro comes on. You got to go the moods. You got to go the playlists for specific scenarios. Did you know, um, you know the brand Barilla? They sell like pastas and pasta sauces. Yeah. Yeah. So Barilla have a Spotify account and they have playlists for each type of pasta shape. Oh my God. And the length of the playlist is the length that you should cook that particular pasta for. For the perfect, like, al dente-ness. That's actually really cool. It's really cool. But it's not just, like, penne or linguine. They've got moods for that specific one. So, like, melancholy penne or upbeat reggae linguine. What if I want to cook penne, but I'm not feeling melancholy? Yeah, there's different ones. There's, like, penne. There's happy penne. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't really cook that much. So, I need all the help that I can get. Um, so I use these playlists. Sometimes I don't feel like listening to their music, but I can at least look at the length of time that the playlist goes for and set the timer to that. I didn't know pastas had different times for cooking. And are you <laughs> sitting there hovering, like poking them to see if they're yeah. ready? Yeah. See, but th- with this, I literally look up the playlist, put the pasta in, set the timer and leave it and then come back. Oh my God. And it's ready. And it's perfect. That's, you've blown my mind. That's incredible. Look it up. Barilla. Everyone look this up. If you're cooking pasta and you want it to be perfectly al dente, the uh, Barilla playlist. So with this in mind, because Spotify has such specific, overly specific sometimes playlists, I wanted to kind of share with you some of the playlists that I found that are actually a real thing. So these are just out of the ordinary playlists that have tickled your fancy. It's more playlists that you might not think exist for this very unique moment, <laughs> but look it up and it exists. Okay, I'm keen. So these will get progressively more obscure and specific. Okay, so, you know, there's like dinner with friends, chilling at home. There's also robbing a bank and moving to a small island in the Caribbean. I love it. <laughs> I love it, yeah. I don't know what songs are in there. What I mean, I've, probably some reggae. I, <laughs> reggae. <laughs> I guess the Mission Impossible yes, thing has got to be in there. It's got to be in there. What about um, Young Witch in Training? <laughs> Harry Potter theme song. What the heck? But, okay. What else do you think would be in Young Witch in Training? Uh, I guess... What's that That movie with the three sisters with... The Ho- Craft? Charmed. Hocus Pocus. With Bette Midler, that one. Yes. I imagine music from that. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> such a thing as this. <laughs> um, here's an interesting one. Having a gay crush, <laughs> but not wanting to ruin the friendship. <laughs> oh, my God. How many people listen? follow these playlists? Uh, I don't know. Um, okay, so I've just looked it up. 
It's got a total of six followers. <laughs> <laughs> Is one of them you? No. no I will you, know after this. You didn't, yeah, you didn't submit to the being gay but not wanting to, having a gay crush but not wanting to ruin the yeah, friendship. Yeah, because I'd be all for ruining the friendship for it, for true love. For true, that's fair. Um, okay. Having dinner with a cannibal and beginning to suspect... <laughs> Meatloaf, I guess. Oh, nice one. <laughs> I just imagine like themes to horror movies. Mm, yeah. Real like like Yeah. Okay, one more. This is a real one. The year is twenty seventy seven and you're at a nightclub in Tokyo with your best friend. <laughs> you're both on the run from a group of rebels, but you feel safe in this corner of nowhere. So when a robot waiter <laughs> offers you a strawberry daiquiri, you accept it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've all felt that, right? That's, we've all we've all been there. I've had that feeling, but I've just never known how to articulate it before. Well, this playlist is oh my god, the go-to. Mm. I have to know what's in that playlist. Probably a lot of like synth, like yeah, yeah, futuristic kind of yeah, synth future disco, future disco, yeah, Blade Runner style, Blade Runner disco, yeah. Oh my god. So these are a lot of very specific playlists, but I think Spotify can always expand their library. So I thought of a couple of other scenarios that have not got playlists that they really should introduce. Okay. First one is cleaning out my estranged aunt's hoarder house. <laughs> I mean. What, what, what would you have on that playlist? I feel like just like whistle while you work. <laughs> yep. And um, the second one here is. Having dinner with your girlfriend's parents who don't speak English, so you use Google Translate to ask for their blessing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So maybe some K pop. <laughs> yeah. Just stuff that doesn't make sense. So anyway, that's uh that's Intel a, about that's Spotify playlist. I'm that's been very educational for me. And I'm gonna cook my pasta brilliantly and go hang out in a nightclub in two thousand and seventy-seven. <laughs> Sozie, you may have picked up by now that I'm a little bit geeky. Yeah, I've seen glimpses here and there. Yeah, sometimes I, I let it I let it out accidentally. You know, I try <laughs> and keep a lid on things. Um, I'd like to talk about something I call superhero fatigue, which I think is... There's, there's people that are listening that are like, yeah, yeah, I get what that is. I have superhero fatigue and I'm not even like watching all of them. I bet you had superhero fatigue before even started watching any of the Avengers <laughs> films. Yeah. I had superhero fatigue at Superman... What's that one with all the explosions? It was just all explosions <laughs> the entire time. And I was like, this is I think much. it's just Man of Steel. Like the yes. Superman, I think you're talking about. That's where I got it. Okay. So what we mean by superhero fatigue is once upon a time, before this, there were superhero movies. There was the Batman movies. There was the Christopher Nolan trilogy. There was the Spider-Man Sam Raimi trilogy. You know, and, and, and that kind of gave rise to the fact that Superheroes can be big screen like properties. And then Iron Man came along and blew everything out of the water. And as we know, the MCU took up and, and lifted off and then it became the juggernaut that it is. And Disney got hold of it and it's just money, 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 money. And it's just the <laughs> biggest money making thing ever. And it's ridiculous. And it's been 10 years. And now there's like a, you know, there's a bit, bit of a lull at the moment. I think COVID led to it, but there hasn't been a, a superhero movie in quite a little bit. Mm -hmm. And people have started talking about superhero fatigue. I think Marvel timed it perfectly in the way that Endgame came out. Just as people were kind of going, oh, another Marvel movie. So 
I think the last fatigue we had was zombie fatigue. There's a lot of zombie movies out. The Walking Dead came out, a yeah. bunch of games, and now we're just kind of over zombies. You know, we've seen it all before. We're, ha- we're getting that with superhero movies. Now, I've watched two shows at the moment that are trying to subvert the superhero fatigue. Um, the first one I've watched is The Boys. The Boys? The Boys. Okay. The Boys with a Z. Okay. <laughs> And it basically, it presents the heroes as money-hungry, kind of, they're owned by this corporation that owns all the superheroes, and they're mostly just PR people. They're not nice people. The superheroes are killing, they're killing indiscriminately, I should say. They're, they don't really care who's getting caught in the crossfire, they're, they're raping, they're sexual assault. It's a pretty violent show, and the superheroes are shown as bad guys. And the boys is a team of normal humans that are trying to bring down this organization. Interesting. Like the anti-superhero. The anti-superhero. Mm. It's based on a comic. Um, um, the comics say there's a serum that gives people superpowers, and the boys use it to fight the heroes. But in the show, there's none of that. It's just normal humans trying to outsmart the heroes, even though the heroes are basically indestructible very strong very fast one of them basically superman but bad Um, it's actually a really good show sounds interesting i'd be into that more so than a traditional superhero film i think you would i think it's quite popular it's taken a lot of people because like i said it does it subverts that stereotype it's a superhero show but it's different Mm. the other one which i think is a bit more recent they're both pretty recent boys season three is coming out i think this year the next show is invincible which is a, a, an animated show. And this one's a bit more traditional. It's based on a comic by Robert Kirkman, who incidentally enough is um, actually the creator of The Walking Dead. So, so he moved over from zombies to Yeah, he's just, he's just jumping on the, the coattails of all these crazies. <laughs> so Invincible is kind of interesting. It's a bit more traditional in the fact that you follow a, a normal um, teenager. He's got a superpowered dad and he, he's just waiting for his powers to kick in, mm-hmm. um, which they do and his dad kind of teaches him the ropes. And it's it starts as just a superhero trying to learn. And then there's a massive big spoiler-filled fight that happens at the end of episode one, which kind of sets this whole thing into motion. It's, it's Again, it's quite violent. I think that's kind of how a lot of people seem to subvert these like glossy superhero shows where no one really bleeds. But these are both R-rated shows with a lot of violence. Mm. And it's okay. But my point is they're both trying different things to get out of this superhero. Yeah, a different take. Fatigue. Yeah, they're just they're taking the concepts and they're kind of like, oh, you haven't seen a superhero do this before. Mm. And it's that's just interesting. It is interesting. What is it about it that when a superhero movie comes out that makes you want to see it? Like for me, I just think they're all the same. It's just, just you know, throughout all of history, we've clung on to legends and stories and mythical beasts. And, and this is our modern day mythology. Mm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. People love larger than life figures and good triumphing over evil. And this is just a modern equivalent to that. Mm. I can see why Iron Man was the one to kind of kick it all off into like mega popularity because that's the only one that I can stand. But like Superman, Batman. What do you mean Batman? Batman's amazing. I just don't get him. Actually, I I did like Joker. Did you? I did because I understood a bit more about the context of how Batman and how that whole dynamic came to be. Well, but Batman's not in Joker. I mean, Bruce Wayne is. Yeah, that's what I mean. The the Joker conversation we could have a whole topic on because I have I have strong opinions about the Joker movie. I think it's pretty good, but I think it is I think it's overrated. I went in with no expectations, so I had expectations. <laughs> a bit of a tangent, but I had expectations because they labeled it Joker, mm-hmm. right? So the fact that they tied it 
to the Batman mythos and the Batman mythology means that I am allowed to have expectations of how I want my Joker portrayed. Mm. He's a character that they're banking on. He's such a popular character. That's why they sold their movie. So therefore, they should be held responsible for the image they portray of him. What was the number one thing you didn't like about it? That Bruce Wayne was a seven-year-old kid and the Joker was 52. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, as in it doesn't tie into the original story that you're familiar with? Yeah, how Batman mm. is... Batman creates the Joker. The whole thing is... <laughs> the whole thing is... All right, criminals are in Gotham. Bruce Wayne goes a bit crazy. becomes Batman, fights the criminal. And this gives rise to the crazy supervillains, right? Batman created them in, in a way, right? So the Joker is the, the other side of Batman. He's, he's unhinged. He's out of control. He's pure chaos. And Batman was the reason he exists. So in most Joker mythologies, Batman was the cause of the Joker becoming the Joker. And the fact that in this Joker movie, they... Look, I appreciate it as a look into depression and how it affects people and all that. But the fact that they they labeled it the Joker and wanted to tie it into Batman Mythos, that's what lost me. Whereas for me, with someone with no context of the backstory, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. Oh, interesting. That's how it happened. That's why he becomes Batman because... He, he stuck his hands through a fence and yeah. made him smile. We got off the topic a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people believe in the Big Bang Theory. Some people believe in the seven-day creation story. Are you saying that everyone's beliefs are valid? Everyone's opinions are valid. <laughs> but the point is superhero fatigue and how people <laughs> and how people are subverting these expectations. They're trying to cling on to the fame of superheroes, but also present something that no one's seen before. I think that's a very common approach to things like live action Disney. Oh, don't get me started. I know, I know it sucks, but (laughs) I mean, I can see why they would do it because it's a core idea that sells and they're just re... um, Recycling it. Yeah. And it's easy. It's it's safe, I should say. That's that's another. We should add that. That could be a whole other topic, live action Disney movies, because I have strong opinions about them as well. But, uh, but yeah, if you have an interest, watch them. The Boys is really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, Invincible is pretty good too. Where do you watch these shows? Uh, the Boys is on Amazon Prime. I think they're both on Amazon Prime, actually. Got it. So now it is time for... Acceptable or Acceptable not. Acceptable or not. Uh, this week's scenario comes from my trivia team, the Core Four. Thank you for listening, and we appreciate it. So they have a scenario for us. It's receiving... Happy ending massages while in a relationship. Okay. Acceptable or not? I'd like to unpack this a little bit. Yes. So let's just focus on the concept of a happy ending massage. Mm. Generally, is that practice frowned upon? Because I honestly feel like more people do it than society would know. I think it's it's hush-hush. Like a lot of people do it, but they don't tell anybody about it. Right. A lot of massage parlors do it, which I'm surprised by. I thought you'd have to really like search out a specific one but it turns out that's not the case yeah it's like you look at massage parlors down the street and you have to look it up beforehand to make sure that you're not gonna get asked for a happy ending at the end yeah and even then they might be like hey i'll do it yeah yeah (laughs) but acceptable or not in a relationship Mm. i think it's unacceptable It's, it's pretty much cheating when i think your partner would argue well you know i've got hands Mm, Okay, I agree with you in the sense of a traditional relationship without any kind of complexities. But let me put this to you. What if the partner lives overseas and you've been separated by COVID border closures for two years? 
I think you'd have to get permission. I, I think if you did it behind your partner's back, then that's still cheating. Okay. You, know, you, you know you're doing something wrong. But like, if my partner approached me and asked if she could go for one, I'd be pretty upset about it. Okay. What about your partner's been in a coma for three years? <laughs> <laughs> And so you can't you can't physically ask for that permission. Uh, See, okay, the reason I'm asking you this, and you can think about your answer, uh, is because I agree with you in the traditional sense, if you're there, if you're available, then not acceptable. However, I feel like there are certain circumstances where I think I, you know me, I, I allow for a bit more... You have a little wiggle room. Yeah, I have wiggle room <laughs> when it comes to like biological needs in this sense. So... I can be more lenient or understanding, Okay, well, I think. Okay, so is getting a happy ending massage any different morally than, you know, picking up a prostitute? Yes, because I'm assuming in the prostitute situation, there's actual, like, intercourse occurring. Okay, what if you just paid her for... Right, the same thing. Yeah. Um... Because, look, you know you're going there for a happy ending. It's not like it's being surprised upon you. Mm. Right? You're going there specifically for sexual pleasure. How is that different than going for to see a prostitute? It's kind of a, there's a set amount of time. It's more controlled. So I think that's more acceptable than picking someone off the street. I think they're both in the same ballpark. There are plenty of people that are single that still don't want to go and get a happy ending massage or pick up a prostitute. They'd rather, you know, look at porn and do with it themselves. Mm -hmm. Even if the the girlfriend's in a coma scenario, like you've got other options. You can deal with your your needs yourself for cheaper (laughs) Mm -hmm. and just as satisfactory than going out. Just as? I think it's different if someone else is doing it. I Because what if you're like, oh, okay, um, I know you're in a coma or I know we're separated by borders, but I'll be thinking of you the whole time. <laughs> you can literally go home and, and just think about your partner and do it. Look, I, 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 I okay, yeah, it, yeah, maybe it's a little bit more exciting, a little bit sexier if someone else does it, sure. But that's, that's also part of the reason that makes it inappropriate to me. Mm. See, I think it's inappropriate when it's like, oh, I, I like this particular masseuse. I'm going to go back to them because I'm attracted to them. Whereas if it's just like walking into a random, whatever you call them, salon. Uh, pa- parlor, massage. Parlor, yeah. And then it's just like, oh, okay, I'll just do it to like get it out of my system. That's more acceptable to me than like going back as a regular. Interesting. I, I'd agree with that. I still think both are unacceptable. What if you just like what she does? Like if, if I go for a normal massage and I like the way that so-and-so massages me mm. uh, and I request her, it doesn't mean I like her. I just like the way she gives me a massage. Mm. I don't know why. This is very interesting how we think differently. For me, it's like if they keep returning to that person, then in my mind, there is more risk of... The reason that I don't mind happy ending massages is because I'm afraid of my partner. Like leaving me for this masseuse you know it's literally just to meet a biological need of theirs so therefore i can understand that whereas if they keep continuing to go back to that same person because they have something that i don't then that's when it becomes a problem so what's the difference then between him going to a happy ending massage and him having a one-night stand and cheating on you he's still meeting meeting a biological urge no, but it's a transaction. So there's no like emotion Chemistry. or, yeah. And they're not thinking oh. of you as a special, like to them, to the masseuse, you are also just a regular like client. You know what I mean? There's no connection there. I'm yeah. not, I'm not threatened by that. Okay. I get it. 
and I know this is an unpopular opinion because I put the poll on our Instagram at Acceptable Company, um, and it was like ninety three percent said not acceptable, whereas seven percent said acceptable. So but are you gonna? So you're saying it's acceptable in certain circumstances where so you're in that, a coma for exactly three years and more. <laughs> yeah, so it's the whole coma or the border separation or like even honestly, if it was like a married couple and um, they had five kids and they just didn't have time for each other and they were always tired. If I was the partner who was always tired and, and couldn't meet those needs, I would be open to that. But I, but I know that's an unpopular opinion. I think that people would have to, you'd have to have a discussion about it. And I, mm. I have a story about this. Okay. So I, I know a guy and he had this arrangement with his girlfriend mm-hmm. where he could go and get happy ending massages. Mm-hmm. Suddenly his girlfriend thought, because you're getting these happy ending massages, I want to sleep with a guy at work, um, which he didn't think was a fair transaction. Um, and they, they ended up breaking up over it. So maybe she allowed it because she, she wanted, wanted to. Yes. I think the fact that she viewed it as similar. I, personally, I don't think the transaction is the same. Same as you. I think there's chemistry involved of sleeping with someone you've chosen. Yes. Rather than going to get a service done. But to her, it was still immoral mm. enough for her to be like, well, I think it's fair that I do this immoral action. Look, these days, relationships are everything. There's all types of relationships Fluid. out there. Mm. But, you know, in a traditional relationship, I see it being an issue. <laughs> mm, fair enough. So think, not acceptable. Oh, yeah. It's not acceptable for me, yeah. for sure. Whereas for me, I could understand it in some circumstances. You'd have to have a conversation first, right? Yeah. Definitely. So if he just went and did it and then told you about it afterwards. Yeah, that'd be annoying. It, it depends on the situation, right? If it's just mm. the traditional relationship where nothing is kind of stopping you from. If the option was there yeah, to the do there. it with your partner. Yeah. There's no excuse. Correct. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good chat. Good chat. <laughs> um, so we post our acceptable or not situations on our Instagram in our stories. So you can vote on whether you think they're acceptable or not. Yeah. So get amongst it, people. Okay, time for some listener mail. The first one comes from Alexei in Box Hill. And Hi, Alexei. Hello, Alexei. And he's writing to you, Matt. He's got a question for you. Uh-huh. He writes, with all the video game movie adaptations coming out, are there any games you would actually like to see turned into a movie? Ooh. Good question, Alexei. Um, there's a few. It, it helps that some games these days are basically movies. The amount of effort that goes into making a game and the motion capture and the, the graphics behind it and the years of development, some could argue are already movies. Having said that, some of the games that I'd love to have seen adapted into a movie are being adapted. So Uncharted, I think, would make a, a really good movie if it was done properly. Um, things that aren't currently in production, though, I'd really like to see a Bioshock movie. Um, Bioshock, I just think, has such a unique premise and world, and it would make a sick, like, thriller kind of movie. I'd love that. Um, Also, I think it's been a while since we've had a good Western movie. Kind of the the era of the Westerns have passed. And one of the best games I've played of recent times is Red Dead Redemption 2, which was just incredible. Of course, that game is, like, 120 hours long. But if they could make that into a a TV show, I think would suit it really well. That would be a real big hit. Okay, our next listener mail is in response to our segment last week on sharing a toothbrush. So we've had a dentist 
right in、oh, no. to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had Dr. Chung from Melbourne. Hey, Dr. Chung from Melbourne.、Mm-hmm. And he has written. And, and who are we to question the viewpoint of someone of this profession? We have not studied the mouth. No, we have not. So he says, from a professional standpoint, given partners are intimate with each other, you'd assume it probably doesn't matter from a microbial point of view. Microbial. I know. We have no idea what that means, so we know he's smart. <laughs>、um, everyone has plaque. Which is a combination of bacteria in the matrix, but the plaque biome is shared anyway in the relationship. So I basically, on, plaque doesn't matter. So is he saying that because I am intimate with my partner, we form a like an ecosystem of plaque that we share? Or the plaque in your mouth is already shared. That same bacteria is already shared in the relationship,、oh、so、God. it doesn't matter. But From a street standpoint, like an everyday person standpoint, it's a bit gross, and I wouldn't be using my partner's <laughs> toothbrush. <laughs> oh well, thank you so so much for writing that in. Thanks for clarifying. I am、so, going to have to have a chat with my partner about not sharing.、Uh, no, we don't share toothbrushes, but she um she sometimes doesn't brush at nighttime. She gargles instead and thinks that's acceptable. You're right. And now that I know that we're sharing biomes, biome, <laughs> we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to crack down. Well,、um, thanks for clearing that up, and good to know it definitely is not acceptable. Like I said, <laughs> I think I said not acceptable. Oh、uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably not as strongly as you. Yeah. Well, thank you very much、um, to both of you for writing in. We really appreciate it. Yeah. If anyone else wants to write in, please go to our Instagram at Acceptable Company, and、um, the link is in the bio. Well, that's that's everything for that's this、it. episode. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thank you very much. We've enjoyed spending this time with you, and we hope that we've been acceptable, acceptable company. company.